Hello and welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced as all things should be. My name is Isaac Evelyn, I'm your host today, and with me I have just one Infinity Bro, Jarrett. Hey, that's me. Hi guys. And we are doing our second official bonus mini-sode episode. Are you excited about this, Jarrett? I'm, I'm excited and also proud that you chose me. Um, the best Infinity Bro to be on this episode. Absolutely. <laughs> I I don't even. You know what? I'm trying to think. I don't. Th- I don't know. Maybe Robbie would contest that he he'd be up there, but I don't think anybody else would really argue that. Probably. That that I feel like they're the best Infinity Bro. Well, well, for what we're talking about tonight. Sure. <laughs> anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should take a poll. Should we do like a Twitter See poll? See the best like Infinity who, Bro is. Who, oh, no. who, yeah, who people think is the best Infinity Bro. That, that will not end well at all. Yeah, feelings. Zane, Zane will get his feelings hurt probably. So I, I would probably just vote for Zane like 20 times. <laughs> Here's the thing. Everybody feels like Zane is going to get their feelings hurt. So everybody, everybody votes for Zane. For Zane. <laughs> So Zane actually wins like unanimously. He's the best Infinity Bro. Man, this is a we're off to a great start with this one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, welcome again. Um, tonight we are uh, doing another bonus minisode, which are our minisodes. We try to keep the twenty to thirty minutes just a little bit quicker, so you guys can listen to them on the go on your commutes um, or whatever you like to do. Uh, we'd like to just thank you for uh, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. We appreciate any and all uh, people tuning into the podcast. Um, tonight, we are talking about comic books. So I, I feel like uh, we, this gets overshadowed maybe a little bit um, just with all the pop culture stuff that we end up talking about. And really at the root of this podcast, it's pretty much a comic book co- podcast because everything that we talk about is generally related to comic books in some way so we kind of wanted to get back to our roots a little bit um so the first thing that we're going to do is a little segment that we like to call get to know an infinity bro so i'm going to propose this question and i'll have jared you I'll, i'll have you answer it first for me sure gotcha so um what is your favorite comic book character and why I think most people who have been around the show long enough probably expect me to say Moon Knight. And I think a, a couple of years ago, that was probably true. But as I've grown up a little bit and gotten to dig into a little bit more comic books than I originally started with, I, I think that maybe I chose Moon Knight as a kid to be edgy a little bit. You know what I mean? To try to seem a little bit cooler. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, but Moon Knight's I, so edgy. He's oh, very edgy. Lives he's in like, the shadow. He's like the mark of comic book characters. He's just edgelord edgelord for sure Mm -hmm. a little off his rocker and yeah totally Mm -hmm. yeah yeah actually that that now that now that you say that i'm i'm actually like all in on this comparison moon as mark is moon knight yeah sold um but no realistically i think going through the comics i i kind of feel more like hawkeye is my guy um clint barton is just like a very relatable character and it's maybe because of the Matt Fraction run that really sold it to me. But even him as Ronan is just a very great character. So I think looking at that and then the way that he's portrayed as just this regular dude uh, who happens to run with the Avengers and stuff and um, his very broken past makes him a very relatable and likable character. So, yeah, I think as time has gone on, it's it's become Clint more and more. Yeah, I like... 
I didn't read that Matt Fraction uh, run until you recommended it to me. It was probably last summer at some point, and that thing was so good. I powered through it in one night, like the whole run. It was it was amazing. Um, so yeah, that I totally get where you're coming from with that. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, so Moon Knight was your favorite growing up, you think? Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm trying to remember where we lived at the time, but. I remember when, when we were younger, my mom used to love going to like antique stores. She still does all the time. And like we'd go to garage sales and stuff. And my favorite thing as a kid to, was to try to find collectibles because my dad collects Hot Wheels and um, a number of things. So it started out with like cards. And then obviously I, I found comics and stuff that I liked. And I think the first one I bought for myself with some money that I had from either chores or like mowing the lawn or, or shoveling sidewalks or whatever was uh was a Moon Knight comic and it was such a bizarre off the wall um I think it's issue 36 or 34 of his original run and he um he gets his legs broken by by a villain called the Fly and the Fantastic Four are involved and it was just such a weird and bizarre comic that I instantly fell in love I was like this is the, this is the strangest superhero to me like he gets beaten by a guy called <laughs> yeah. the Fly um and as I read his comics yeah. it was like more and more just a lovable character and and i like that idea of like he doesn't really know if he's coming or going he's got these three different personalities that he cycles through and um the first run that i collected uh was with his it's like two or three issue series um and it's right at the beginning of the moon knight uh original run where he's trying to find out who this bad guy is who's like kidnapping people and slashing them up. And uh, it ends up, spoiler alert, for a very, very, very old comic, but it ends up being his brother. <laughs> and the way, th- way that they reconcile that is just really cool and, and the way the story plays out. So, um, yeah, I, I really fell in love with him at a young age. And then obviously, like, in the 90s and then the early 2000s, like, everybody wanted to get super, super dark with comics. And so um, when you're, when you're a kid, that's like, Oh yeah, it's so cool and edgy. And um, <laughs> even like the whole, like everybody see knows. Edgy Jarrett. That's what I want to see. I, oh my I would love to see some pictures. He's we a brat. Get, we already seen the emo edgy Robert yeah. from high school. So now I want, I want the, the Jarrett edgy. Dude, I was just a brat. I think I still am kind of a brat, but I was just like the snotty, like <laughs> just just deep down, it just pops out every once in a while. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like, uh, so so everybody knows like of the Batman run where uh, Joker gets his face cut off and then wears it as a mask. But what a lot of people don't know is like Moon Knight did that first with his villain Bushman. Um, he catches him on the pier after like this whole scene and he, he cuts his face off and then Bushman comes back later with his face as a mask. And like, dude, it was some wild stuff that went on in those comics. That's intense for sure. Yeah, um, that's intense. And so, yeah, that kind of drew me as a kid. I was like, yeah, this is so cool. I'm so tough reading these comic <laughs> books, but Ugh. I grew out of it. Thank, thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. You're not quite as edgy anymore, huh? And I think Moon Knight as a character too, like he's had so many different runs and um, everybody's taken a shot at him. And, and I think each person who writes him differently brings a very different character to light. In fact, like the Moon Knight that we have now was almost completely rec- unrecognizable from like uh, the very edgy, like early 2000s Moon Knight. Um, and I, I, he's a much more likable character now than he was then. Right. Yeah. I've, I've, I don't read a lot of current comics, but some of the newer ones that I have read, he definitely seems more like distinguished and like more people are actually like 
looking up to him. And yeah, he's not like, like a oh, psychopath. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's not like this crazy dude who everybody just looks at with weird eyes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's pretty good. Nice, dude. Um, so for me, I, it's not really any surprise that I'm going to say Spider-Man, obviously. Um, I've been a Spider-Man fan from the very, very beginning. Um and I really didn't read that many comics growing up. Like my access was pretty limited. Like I didn't buy comics. The only comics I really read were stuff that I could find at the library. So I didn't read a ton of comics growing up, but Spider-Man was always, always my favorite. Just, just with his personal story of um, perseverance, I guess. Like he just, yeah. he's just a normal guy and he just, just makes it through life, you know? And I feel like, he, that makes him one of the more relatable superheroes or comic book characters in general, I guess. Um, so, you know, just like the fact that I can see myself in his shoes, even though I don't have super cool spider powers. Yeah. Um, that, that was what really drew me to him um, growing up and even now, too, because you see uh, him in his some of the comics where he's in his thirties and I look at him and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like <laughs> I totally, totally relate to so many of his thoughts and stuff is that are going through his head. And just the fact that he's just like a funny, uh, quippy character too. Like he's just super, super enjoyable to read. And he has some pretty serious um, comic book runs, but most of the time he's just like enjoyable to read. So yeah, so he's definitely my favorite. Um, I guess one of my other uh, favorites is probably Captain America, honestly. And he's like pretty, you know, he's like pretty predictable and one dimensional. But like just his character is really what drew me to his his uh, comic book character. Just the fact that he is willing to do what's right no matter what. Like, you know, in some of... I don't remember exactly what run it starts in, but you know, he, he finds out that the, the American government's basically just, Oh, it's probably a civil war, isn't it? Maybe it's, maybe it's earlier than that, but he, you know, he finds out that the American government's just doing all this junk and he doesn't really want to be a part of it and decides that he's going to go rogue and not be, I mean, he's still captain America, but isn't that like, yeah, like every, (laughs) every time he turns into like, nomad or u.s agent or obviously in civil war like that's kind of a theme that rolls around yeah exactly so just like he's willing to do what's right even though everybody else that is above him or you know beside him is telling him this is what he has to do so that's that's one quality of captain america that i've always really really enjoyed and um yeah so so those are some of my favorite comic book characters but again like I, I feel like I didn't really do any deep diving into characters besides Spider-Man until I was probably in college. Like I, I just didn't read that many comics. So I was, I did read quite a bit of uh, Batman as well. And he's, he's up there definitely on my list too, but that's just cause Batman's so BA you can't really, you can't really not like him. As yeah, a character. that's right. But, but you know, he's like everybody's favorite pick. So I can't pick the pick the, that one. So I don't know. Like um, yes. I would say Batman isn't, and this is going to get super controversial. And I think next time Robbie sees me, he's probably going to put me in a headlock or something. But um, <laughs> I mean, like I wouldn't even say Batman is my favorite of the justice league. Like I know he's a very, okay. People love him as a character, but I don't know. It's just such a, 
I don't know, maybe I'm trying to be like a comic book hipster, but I think there's like more interesting characters than him. Um, yeah. I, and I think Batman... You're not wrong. Yeah. yeah, and I think Batman is very much like like how Moon Knight is, right? Where where he's written by so many different great writers and they all kind of have a slightly different approach that like, yeah, there is a version of Batman that's like one of my top five of all time, but there's also like really, really poorly written Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's actually a really good point because, like, he as a character himself, he's really not that interesting, but he's just got some really good writing mm-hmm. during parts in his in his whole history. So, like, you know, you just, I mean, if a comic is well written, it doesn't matter who the characters are. Like, you can still enjoy that comic, you know, regardless of of who's in it if it's well-written. so Yeah, for sure. So I think that's that's one thing about Batman. You know, as you say that, I was thinking of other Justice League characters that I that I really enjoy. And Flash has always... I've always been drawn to Flash, too. Like, he's kind of kind of similar to Spider-Man in the... He's got a little bit of the quippiness right. going on, but but he's a little bit more serious at times, you know? But And the speed thing has always been something that I thought was really cool. So... Even though, oh, you know what? Okay, side total side note here. I started playing uh, DC Universe Online again with a couple oh, wow. of guys from the. Gort- <laughs> I know, right? Blast of the past. That game is just so old. But uh, a couple of the Good Morning guys like invited me to play, and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't, I haven't dove into that for for so long. So I downloaded it, and the first character that popped up that I apparently had made was a speedster with a bow and arrow. That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> like, like, Except he's faster okay. than the arrows. but Yeah, he's faster than the arrow. That's the first thing I thought when I came <laughs> up. I was like, okay, so this guy's going to shoot an arrow, and then he could literally beat the arrow to whatever he running. shot it at. Like, that's just totally useless. That's so good. <laughs> I don't know. what. I, maybe, I, maybe I made him as a parody. I, don't, I have no idea. But that was the first character that I saw, and I was like, what was I thinking when I made this guy? Ugh, just ridiculous. I think my yeah, first Flash- DC online or DC Universe Online character was just like me trying so hard to make Moon Knight in DCU. <laughs> that would not surprise me. It was at just all. it was just white Batman. <laughs> like Yeah, 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 basically. Gosh, I that that game was really cool just for the character creation concept, but it was like so grindy. It, it was, was an awful MMO. Like, the yeah, game absolutely. was exactly the same <laughs> the whole way through. It was just <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, but it is when you get a bunch of guys in playing it, it is pretty fun. Yeah, so. for sure. The social. Aspect. So yeah. Anyways, uh, so that's kind of just a wrap up on our on our favorite character. Any any other honorable mentions or anything you want to mention, Jarrett? Before we move on. Yeah, I mean, like, okay. So if I if I wanted to do my Marvel list, like we would be here for the whole night. But I think I gotta give some <laughs> love to DC because I I don't do it often enough. And I think for as much as we rag on the DC cinematic universe, like obviously their comic books are top tier like like dc comics mm. are great and yeah i i mean both of them are awesome but you know where i feel like sorry i'm interrupting no no you, you're fine i feel ahead. like i feel like dc does really great when it comes to their villains like they have some top tier villains for sure in the dc universe for sure sorry keep going um yeah no so i um i'm a huge fan of uh dr fate um which i'm sure max would be psyched for is it is it max who likes <laughs> dr fate as well yeah, yeah, it's def- I think it's Max because he he loves Doctor Strange, and I I've 
vaguely remember him talking about Doctor Fate and the comparisons to Doctor Strange and stuff like that. So yeah, that makes sense. I always liked. I always thought the golden helmet was just such a cool thing to like. Yeah, you put on the helmet sweet. and you're instantly like this Asian of order. Um, but my my all time favorite DC character is Aquaman. Um, and I and I gotta say like I didn't read a lot of Aquaman comics growing up, but uh, just before or maybe. Yeah, I think it was just before we got married. Um, Christian bought me a, uh, a the new Fifty Two Aquaman, the first volume, and I read that and I was like, "Wow, this is really stinking good!" And I was like, "Like of all people, it's Aquaman." And I didn't expect to like it. Yeah. Right. And the more I read that one, man, I fell in love. It was really good. And so I, I dug into really? some more of the older stuff. And yeah, so I think he's probably my my top DC uh, hero. Wow. Okay. I have not. I don't think I've read any Aquaman besides, like you know, like uh, events that he's like been a part of or anything like that. But I, yeah, I don't. I I don't. I've read a ton of Batman, but other DC characters I really haven't read a lot into. So I think I have a couple. I've done a little bit of Flash too, just because I liked him before. But yeah, I, I definitely need to do more diving into dc for sure because i know like all of the events that i've read that they have are just fantastic like blackest night is one of my favorite uh storylines like of all time and flashpoint oh my flashpoint is so very good. good ones uh well speaking of that i guess <laughs> that's a pretty good transition into what we're talking about next yeah man which is our favorite comic book runs um so jared i i would assume that you're probably our our comic book expert on the infinity bros you've probably read more comics than anybody else i would assume i know i know uh robbie is pretty deep into comics too so he's definitely on the dc side he might be the foremost comic book yeah he uh, he probably absolutely has me beat there right yeah but i I think just in general i would say that you're probably up there in the infinity bros so i'm gonna default to you first of all what is your favorite comic book run, and why is that? Um, so, so we've po- talked about it on the podcast before, so I won't go into too much on this. But um, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye is like what I always point to for people who are interested in comic books but don't want to get into a crazy event, um, because he's it's like it's like what if every single one of us uh, who's trying so hard to be like a responsible and put together adult with all our flaws and failures was also a superhero trying to like hold their lives together. And it's such a great, like it's this whole piece about his humanity and also him as a superhero and how he's trying to balance those two. But fraction focuses more so on his like human side than him trying to be a superhero. And I think it's such a, like we have this idea of superheroes being like Superman, right? And like the issues that they deal with are such a grand scale, but like, what happens right. if somebody is just like trying to take care of their apartment or they have a stray dog that they're trying to keep alive or like all these things. And it's such a, for me, it's such a yeah. human picture of a superhero that like I instantly fell in love and like, it's fantastic writing. It's very witty. Um, uh, David Aja does the art for it and it is, it is so stinking good. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my all time favorite run. And then a close second would probably be, um, it's got to be Moon Knight for sure, and I think I think the Ellis run is probably my favorite, which is not the newest one. Um, Jeff Lemire is currently 
uh, holding down that job as far as I can tell. And then, but the, but the volume right before that was Warren Ellis and it is so stinking good. It's, it's a, almost a reboot of his whole persona and personality. And, um, yeah, if you don't, if you've never had the chance before to check out a Moon Knight comic, um, I think that's a better place to start than to start from the beginning would be with Ellis's run. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, based on your recommendation of Matt Fraction's Hawkeye to me, I definitely think I might have to check it out at some point. Also, I remember getting a Moon Knight like sticker. You know those like fifty cent sticker machines that are yeah, in man. The front of like every store. I remember getting a Moon Knight sticker one time, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this guy looks so cool! I gotta figure <laughs> out like who it is and and figure out everything about him." So I like went and looked him up, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Moon Knight! He's so cool!" Even though I knew like absolutely nothing. So about edgy, him. but <laughs> he just looks so cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that was my earliest memory of of Moon Knight. But yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check that out, man. Um, so for me, it is definitely Civil War. One of the one of the first like events that I ever read. And I almost was, I'm trying to think of when I first read it. It had to be in high school because it came out in 2006. So it was like pretty new at the time. And that was probably one of the only current comics that I had ever read, honestly. And man, that from start to finish, that is definitely my favorite um, comic book run. Like it's just so cool to, I mean, that's like, that's like what you wonder when you're when you're talking about superheroes is who which superhero can beat this other superhero. Yeah, man. You never see that in comics. You know, like you you see them facing off of villains and you see them team up against villains. You don't you don't ever see them fight, you know? So that just the concept of the Civil War and then it's just super super well written. Absolutely. Um, and the, the iterations that have come after it like Ultimate Alliance 2 uh, the video game and the Civil War movie both did a really good job of of kind of transcribing their version of Civil War. Sure. Into it's like paying everything. homage to the original. Right. Yeah. And they did they did a really good job of kind of keeping the story intact, even though they were like totally different yeah. um, iterations of the story. Although I will say more. Ultimate Alliance 2 is pretty spot on. Like they do pretty much the same exact story, which is which is pretty cool. But yeah, that's definitely always been my favorite. And actually, my second favorite is one that I mentioned before as well, which is Flashpoint. Yeah, Flashpoint, Flashpoint is, is great. Uh yeah, fantastic. Um again, you know, it's kind of it kind of plays on both of my favorite DC characters, which is Batman and and the Flash. And really like one of one of the most touching uh, comic book panels I have ever uh, seen is the, in the at the end of Flashpoint when oh when uh, he gives him the letter yeah when Flash brings back uh, Bruce the letter from his dad Thomas Wayne who is Batman in the other in the Flashpoint paradox and Bruce reads the letter from his dad who obviously in his universe is dead like that's just one of the one of the coolest like most touching moments in comic book history for me. Although I will say my uh, comic book history is probably quite quite small. So, but anyways, um, yeah. So that I love I love that story, and I did mention before I love Blackest Night. That's a really cool one. But I, I get a little bit lost in some of those big DC events because there's so many characters who I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, and there's the a lot going are. on. Yeah, and there's so many. Like I, I've tried to read some of the 
the crisis events and oh yeah i just get bogged <laughs> down rough. because there's so many characters that i have no idea what's going on uh but but they are still like the artwork always is fantastic and it's fun to see your you know your favorite characters you know bent like get some action and stuff like that so and then i guess also i'd like to mention i i always go back to the first like probably uh 50 50 episodes of the amazing spider-man just the original run yeah and like it's always kind of you always chuckle when you go back because they're written in the 60s you know peter parker is this nerdy kid with like these big circle glasses yeah man (laughs) really totally totally dated and the artwork in the first like even up to like episode four or five is it's not that good (laughs) it's it's not good but the storyline is just great and i love seeing and he's got one of my favorite uh rogues galleries too like yeah absolutely very episode the first like 20 episode or episodes the first 20 comic books of the amazing spider-man run it's just like iconic villain after iconic villain like one comic book after the other they just keep showing up so that's really that's i love going back to those and rereading those um I try to do it every year, but it doesn't always happen. But I definitely should be reading new comics because there's so many comics out there that I haven't read. Yeah, man, it's a lot. And like, um, it's it's interesting too because you talk about the rogues galleries. And I think, obviously, we, we know Batman's. And I think there's so many good ones that belong to the Spider-Man franchise that like you can play right. off of very well. And obviously, like we saw them in the cartoons and stuff, but to see some of that on the silver screen or not the silver screen. Yeah. The silver screen would be great. Um, like I want to see, give me, give me the world where like Craven the hunter shows up in like the Marvel oh, cinematic universe. Please, and like, please even people forget that Kingpin, you know, I mean, obviously they had him in uh Oh yeah. Spider verse, but like people see yeah, him as a daredevil well villain and he's in, not, he right, was, he's exactly. Spider-Man villain first. Yeah. If you're not well versed in Spider-Man and his villains and stuff, you could very well forget that he's a, uh, a Spider-Man villain because he's so prominent in all the Daredevil stories too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's really cool. Though. I I I love his Rogues Gallery. It's there's so many good characters. Just to play off of that, yeah. um, wh- whose Rogue Gallery do you think is is the best? Jerry, whose do you like the best? Oh man, you're putting me on the spot here because like <laughs> so that we didn't talk about this, but it came. Yeah, up, no, so. no, it's so it's so easy to say like Spider-Man and and Batman and for. For as much as I want to say, like, that's not the case, I do really think it's got to be Spider-Man. Like, um, so so yeah. kind of behind the scenes here a little bit. Um, I, you're going to hate me so much for this. I don't like Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Um, like, I get, I get the whole bit, but, like, I think he's such a golden boy that I, like, I want to read a, a, I don't know, maybe an edgier character, even though that's so dumb. But, like, I love Scarlet Spider, <laughs> as in, like, Kane Scarlet, Scarlet Spider, Ooh, not Ben. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can't fault you for liking those over Peter Parker, but I I always have to go back to Peter Parker. Yeah, man. He, I guess, yeah, I mean, he's definitely not edgy, so if that's what you're looking for, you're probably looking in the wrong place. Yeah, not, he's not, <laughs> but he's such a golden boy. But, no, like, um, you see, like, Craven's Last Hunt and, like, uh, Jackal with all the cloning stuff. Um, obviously, you yeah, have yep. Vulture and Doc Ock and the whole Superior Spider-Man run. Like, man, can you imagine like 
if they tried to do that with almost any other character, like other than Spider-Man and Doc right. Ock, I don't think that, yeah, that exactly. comic would have gotten the kind of legs that it right. has had. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And man, the, the crazy part is, I mean, with, let's see how many, there's been nine Spider-Man movies. Is that including, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, oh, eight, counting eight counting. Yeah, yeah. Eight counting into the Spider-Verse. And they've really only, like, probably scratched the surface of the Spider-Man. I mean, okay, that's that's may- maybe being a little dramatic. They've 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 haven't dug deep into the barrel. That that's what I'll say. Like, they still have villains that have not even touched the you know the big screen yet. So I'm I'm really excited to to and, see how deep they can go. Yeah, and like a lot of the villains that they have done have like not been done justice right like um right yeah there have been so obviously we saw william defoe as green goblin and that was fantastic mm-hmm. right but like yeah. yeah he did a good job seeing a good a good harry osborne goblin would be great mm-hmm. um yeah and i and i think there's so much room to play there with like all these different characters that you can develop and all these different villains like again give me give me the movie with craven give me the movie with jackal oh, like yeah um, obviously yeah. they just did Mysterio and I was, I was wondering how that was going to come across. And I think they did such right. a fantastic job and with him. Th- yeah, that was amazing. Like Disney for, you know, whatever you want to say about their mishandling of the Spider-Man, uh, franchise, like they've come out, like putting Vulture in Homecoming and then, uh, Mysterio in Far From Home, like villains that we haven't seen before. And both of them were just fantastic done like, very very well the character. Yeah. yeah so totally i mean i'm loving everything and i i actually i personally just for nostalgia's sake i always say that toby Maguire is my favorite spider-man tom holland is fantastic <laughs> yeah. though i i love him and i every everything that they're putting out with with him as spider-man i'm i'm gobbling up as it comes out like, yeah man it's, it's all fantastic so well, Jarrett, um, anything else you want to add about uh, comic book runs or comic book characters? Because we, I guess we did get a little bit off topic at the last part. Yeah, there. no, you're fine. Um, man, as far as runs go, like, I, I'm not a big fan of telling somebody to go read events. Um, even though, like, obviously, both Marvel and DC and some of the more indie comics have great events. Um, I, I like people to start out with a run that they can follow and build a character with um but when it does come to events like like we've been talking about like civil war has so many good beats um like people think of these comic runs as like just superhero beat-em-ups and i think a lot of them are but like if you look at civil war civil war has the whole scene with um when spider-man defects to the other side right like that whole scene is great especially with there's a great political commentary in the background of of civil war and i I guess it's it's not even the background yeah it's it's right because that's what it's all about so but like yeah like that scene where spider-man switches sides and then punisher is carrying him into the secret headquarters and and captain america just goes ape and like tear and and punisher (sighs) just doesn't fight back like that whole yep, scene is just, such a good beat. Oh, um, so good. There's a point, and and somebody pointed out to this to me. I didn't catch it until after the fact, but I always thought it was um, Daredevil who said this, but it's I believe it's Iron Fist. Um, so Iron Fist is posing as uh, oh, yeah, Daredevil, yeah, and he's about. being escorted into the prison, 
And while he's being escorted into the super prison, they say, Tony asks, like, has he said anything since he arrived? And the guards say, no, but he had this under its tongue. And they pull it out and it's this silver piece. And he says, like, this this panel gave me such chills. He looks at... I know. I guess I, you're talking about it. I'm getting the chills so right good. now because I'm seeing it in my mind. <laughs> he looks at Tony and he says, I guess that makes... Uh, what does he say? I guess that makes 41 Judas. And then like thirty, yeah, thirty-one pieces of silver. It, oh, it's such a Gosh, good like mic drop so moment. Good. See, okay, and we I think we discussed this in the group chat before, but like it almost deflates it a little bit that it's I Iron know. Fist because like it's totally such a daredevil thing to say. It is a very daredevil move Ugh. for sure. I I know, and we were so pumped about it. And then I remember having that conversation, and Zane was like, "Actually, I'm pretty sure, actually, um, actually," um, and I'm like, "Don't actually. ruin this for me, Zane." <laughs> Actually, Knock I'm pretty off. sure that's Iron Fist. Jar- Do you that's, even read comics? That's, that's total Zane. <laughs> total Zane move to pull. Yeah, Come man. on, Zane. Uh, yeah, but that oh that that panel gives me chills, man. Oh. If you're listening man, to this there's... as an Infinity Bro fan, right, and you're like, yeah, these guys normally review uh, TV shows and movies, and like you haven't read a comic. Um, obviously, again, like I'm I'm gonna point you towards finding a character that you like and reading some of their runs. But if you're looking for a good first event, Civil War is where it's at, 100%. Oh, yeah, totally. And I would say um, probably tread carefully as as far as what you know, because if you're not a Marvel person, it's probably not, you know, any like you said, any events are kind of sketchy because if you read an event of a, of a publisher that you're not familiar with, there's just going to be a lot of stuff that you probably don't understand. Yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, if you if you're semi familiar with Marvel characters, even if you've just watched the MCU, you'll you'll recognize like a majority of the main characters in the in that run. So it it is a pretty good starting off one for for Marvel for sure. I wonder like because I'm pretty steeped in this stuff, and I remember like trying to read some of the DC events and it just all going over my head. And and I got to think like. Um, with House of M and stuff like that, right? Like, if you don't have the buildup to understand why oh, true. Wanda yeah. is in the shape that she's in at the beginning of House of M, like, that's true. you would totally be lost through that whole series, I feel like. Um, so, yeah, that's, th- that's again why I, like, point to... And it's so hard, right? Because as as fans of this, we want people to get in and, and engage with this sort of product, right? But if if I'm the casual observer, I'd rather read a Civil War than read, like... You know what I mean? Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, even though, again, I'm telling you, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye is the better product. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But with these events, you almost have to have so much context for them that you're not saying, hey, go buy like like Secret Wars, uh, Secret Wars or Battle World, right? Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. that whole thing makes absolutely zero sense unless you've read the end. <laughs> yeah. And like yeah. the end of Marvel doesn't make sense unless you've read both the Ultimates and the Avengers leading up to that. And there's like so much that builds and it's just this huge snowball of like, <laughs> yeah, just go back and read every Marvel comic since the beginning of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, yep. Well, we could honestly probably talk another half hour about all of this just because I feel like this is stuff we haven't really talked about much on the podcast since since we started, um, and we just we're just like nerds, and we just like yeah, kind of man, stuff, you so. you like uncorked a barrel here that I don't think people were prepared for. <laughs> Gosh, we might have to make another segment, huh? Ugh. I think that would be we great. We have a couple free Infinity Stones, I think, so we might have to we might have to dig deep and 
and see what we can come up with here. Yeah, my wife brought up a really good point. She was like, she's like, because we listened to the last week's episode on the car ride today, and she's like, she's like, Max is really talking about how much this is a comic book podcast. And then she said something to the effect of like, you guys should really have a segment where you talk about these different comic runs that you like and explain why you like them and maybe some historical background. So I don't know, man, there might be something to that. I, I think that's a great idea. And that, and if it means that I, it's forcing me to read more comics, yeah, then I guess so be it, you know, <laughs> I guess so be it. All right, Jarrett. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a blast. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, Infinity Bros Universe, for tuning in to this uh, bonus mini-sode. Um, you can find us at our brand new website, theinfinitybros.com. Both Jared and I have uh, an article up on our blog, The Daily Snap, now. And we're looking forward to coming up with some more awesome content. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, we have a TikTok. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I know it's crazy. It's crazy. What the, what what kind of world are we living in where, where we have a TikTok? It's nuts. But anyways, uh, we thank you so much for being a part of the Infinity Bros universe. We hope to uh, interact with you via our Discord or our social media platforms. Uh, definitely check us out on any of those and 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 interact with us. Shoot us an email, infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. Gosh, I have like two minutes of outro here that i'm i'm just rolling here yeah dude sounds great there's so much stuff that we have that you can that you can check out um and we're actually going to live stream on our twitch channel not too long after this so uh check out that and our youtube channel uh again once again Jarrett, thank you for coming on and thank you infinity bros for joining we will talk to you later bye all right we love you 3000 bye Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.